Hey, what's up, ecosystem? Welcome back to Tuesday Nights Live on ATI, the Car Shipping Business Channel. My name is Jay. You know, my goal every Tuesday night is to bring you another trade show level business presentation to you wherever you are because your automotive business deserves the latest in transportation news. And if you're busy, and I know you are, in a minute, I'm going to give the welcome show lineup. You're going to know what to expect. You're going to be able to skip ahead if you're watching on demand. All I ask is please do click the time code links below the video to find out what's going to pertain to you the best. Leave some comments. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends thanks for watching ATI. What's a professional car hauler? And is there a driver shortage? Is there more to this story than meets the eye? I've seen social media groups where professional car haulers have a lot to say. And I rarely see the auto transport business owners in those same conversations. What if we could get professional car haulers and auto transport business owners in the same conversation? Would we learn something new? Well, we're going to try that tonight. We've got John Larrick of Larrick's Towing and Transport, Joe Bercari, VP and GM Midwestern Car Carriers, John Pulley, Professional Car Hauler at Midwestern, Ron Lorenzana, Professional Car Hauler, NYC Traffic Inc., and of course, Ty Thompson, ATI Carrier Relations and Cars on the Move. So please join the live chat, ask your questions, share your thoughts, grow your business, break out of your vertical. It's Tuesday Nights Live on ATI Auto Business. I'm Jay, your host. Welcome back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to ATI it's Tuesday Nights Live. You're watching the Car Shipment Business Channel. My name is Jay. Thank you so much for taking the time. Do we have a driver shortage? Does anybody care? Will anybody? When, when will people care? When your car doesn't get picked up? When you pay more than you think you need to? I don't know. But I want you to feel welcome. Please do feel welcome. It's Tuesday Nights Live. Please do say hello in the live chat. Promote your company. Share your lane. What are you looking for? Let us know. We want to talk about it. Say hello. Free advertising in the live chat on Tuesday nights. Who would have thought? We're going to go into industry news at the quarter hour. And, um, yeah, I've heard some good things about industry news lately. So thank you so much for watching industry news on ATI. That's fantastic. Do appreciate it. We're going to bring in Ty Thompson uh, once we get above the news. And uh, we're going to take a look at this. What what makes a great car hauler? Why is it? Well, is it is it hard to find great car haulers? Are they everywhere? We're going to talk about it. Uh, John Larrick, he's hiring. He's at Larrick's Transport. Joe Bercari, VP GM Midwestern Car Carriers, looking for great car haulers. John Pulley is here with us. Ron Lorenzana, NYC Traffic Inc. And I know there's a lot more car haulers out there. I mean, this is just a you know a random sampling to do a show. But if you're a, if you're an if if you are an experienced car hauler, and 
you want people to know what it takes to be a great car hauler, please do share it. Um, I mean, you can post it in social media groups and I'll go find it. Or you can just post it here in the live chat where we're at. But you know, it's hard to put this ecosystem together. I'm just one guy. I need your help. So please do help me. Let me know how we can help you. What you can also do is leave a like. Thank you so much. Click copy, share, grab the YouTube link, text it, email it to a friend, throw a lifeline, click plus save and watch it later. Get the podcast. Talk to Ty. Let him know what it is that you want him to say on your behalf because you're too busy. I know that. We're all too busy. This is crazy. There's way too much going on. How was your Labor Day? Did you get to enjoy it? Did you labor? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with yeah. I'm going to go with lots of laboring on Labor Day. Really every every holiday, everybody's working. So um, I'll tell you what. We're going to go into Hello Live chat right after this. Stick around. Location Services. Collateral recovery with pinpoint precision and advanced proprietary technologies. Your single source for nationwide collateral recovery. LS Recovery, certified and compliant. LS Skip, experienced recovery. LSPR, advanced plate recognition. LS Impound, precision capture. LS Remarketing, nationwide auction partners. LS Keys, professional locksmith. LS Transport to any destination. LS Titles, Verified Documentation. LS Auto Notice, Secure Fulfillment. One contact, one contract, we do it all. Location Services. Recovery, Skip, LPR, Remarketing Keys, Transport and Titles. Location Services provides nationwide collateral recovery with pinpoint precision. One contact, one contract, location services. Links in the live chat, website, email, phone number, haul for location services. Find out what else they can help you with. Let's go into the live chat. Let's say hello. Thank you so much for saying hello in the live chat. Look at that. Alex Lyons made it in here. Hey, ATI team. It's been a while. Looking forward to the show. Yeah, Alex, it's great to have you back. Um, and we know how it is. That's why I said, I know, like, you know, I talked to time, like, you know, this and this, and we're waiting on this and this and everybody's so busy. It's crazy. So thank you, Alex. Um, even if you're only able to watch a few minutes, get the podcast, say hello to us. Let's get you back on a Friday show. And that's really what it's all about. We want this to be a two way street. Let us know how we can help you tune in, give us feedback. Kimberly is here. Welcome to Tuesday Nights Live. We're glad you are here. Yes, we are. And this is a, uh, I say, I've said this before, this is a carrier show. These are the toughest ones to put together. And we're going to do another carrier show next Tuesday night. Back to back. Ty, is this where you find drivers? Well, I don't know, Ty. Is it? Let's find out together. 
Larry, Uncle Larry's transport. Actually, yes. You know what? I gotta take that back. I got the wrong answer. Hold on. Where is my button at? Yes, this is where you find the carriers. It's on ATI Auto Business. Uh, it takes a lot of diesel, too. Well, it's interesting you say that, Larry, because I've got a video that proves that um, it, it, it you need more than equipment. Here we go. Let's back that up. Then he goes to go get some more. That's it. I'm stopping it there. So you need more than equipment. Okay, check. Gonna need more than equipment. Okay. Hey, Carlos, what's up, man? What do you think of that? Who's been there? How do you get out of that one? What do you do after? Sergio at SNE Transport. Sergio, thanks for sharing. Uh, three car wedge, so in California to Arizona. Thanks for what you guys do. Thank you, Sergio, for tuning in and saying hello. Uh, oh, NYC traffic is here. Yeah, Ron is with us tonight. Thank you. Yeah. And if you've got an extra like, Hit the like. Oh, you want to see the video again, Ron? Really? Okay. You want to see more of it? That song. That song drives me nuts. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, man. It's, it's bad even without sound. It's rough. Yep. Hold on there. Hold your horses, man. What do you do after that? Right? <laughs> that is... What What do you do? What are you left with at that point? You know, like... Do you put your head out the window and kind of look around and test the weather? What, do you, what in the world do you do at that point? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, You guys know that... Uh, do you know what this is? Anybody know what this is? This is Jay's copy of what? Um, I've been... Uh, I had some fun over Labor Day, and I kept going through this 51-page document. We're going to be talking about that in Industry News, too. Um, I don't know. I think that's it for... Is that it for the live chat for now? This is the problem, isn't it? Is that... Like, what do we, you know, what do we do, what do we do week after week? What, what are you guys doing on ATI Auto Business? And, um, get, get out of the car and make it right. Hi, okay, Dara, how do you make it right? Super Dispatch. Hey there, Jay, Ty, the rest of the ATI crew. Ben at Super Dispatch. Hope you're having a great week so far. Well, thank you, Ben. I hope you are too. So we, you know, we're always talking about transport, um, and we do more than that too. I know this is one confusing place because we talk about dealers and auctions, occasionally OEMs. We talk about dispatching and brokers, 
insurance, regulations. To me, it's all part of the same big system. But I still, I still get folks, you know, well, okay, so it's just, a, just a, you're just a carrier channel. Well, we can talk about that, and tonight's show is a carrier show. But uh, what's the? First of all, what do you think they were? Who do you think they were delivering that car to? This is the stuff that really. All right, they just said delivery. Is it a POV? And by the way, do you think she works with the driver? Or do you think she's the customer? I wonder so many things. By the way, why, there's already other cars. Did they deliver those? What is going on here? Oh, oh, you know what? That's actually a really interesting thought. Maybe that was the owner driving. I hope that was the owner driving too. Honestly. I. But do you think it is? Let's think. Let's go back. All right, I'll turn the audio up because you got to hear the crunch. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't think so. You're not going to let the owner drive it off, are you? You're not going to do that. Show of hands of professional car haulers. Right? Who's going to let the owner drive it off? I don't think... I, I, I wouldn't think, liability-wise, I wouldn't think you'd do that. But I also... How often does it happen? I think the longer I watch, the more questions I've got. Oh, wrong button there. Golly, that thing's checked out. Oh, yeah, right, Carla. But Carlos, you're not gonna let the you're not gonna let the the shipper unload. Nobody does that, right? Nobody lets the shipper unload their own car unless they are, you know. I don't know. There must be a scenario. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's get to some industry news. Uh, right after this, we'll go into some industry news. If you have more for the live chat, please do say hello. Put in your company info. If you're an enclosed carrier, uh, I don't know. Feel free to chime in on the video. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's Tuesday night. My name is Jay. I'll be here for a little while. Try the veal. We'll be right back. Transport AutoQuoter is by far the leading auto-quoting software on the market and the only auto-quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our price watch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. 
Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. What if you could find an auto shipping quote and broker software that you could trust? Provide instant accurate quotes online with Transport Auto Quoter and move with ProABD CRM. Visit SuperFlowSystems.com. Your links are in the live chat. Website, email, phone number. Find out how you could be given quotes in the middle of the night. Oh, don't have a car shipping button? Uh, what about your APIs? There's Mark. Mark is here to help. Thank you much, Mark. Making martinis in the Super Chat Live. Really do appreciate it, Mark. He's right here. If you have a technology question, Mark is with us tonight. Thank you so much, Mark, for all you do. All right, let's jump into industry news. What makes a great car hauler? Episode 258 in a row on a Tuesday night. Uh, what makes a great car hauler and why are they so hard to find? Are they hard to find? Hey, what's up, Marco? That is the question. Now, driver shortage apparently is, it's either real or there's, there's a shortage of something. What are we short on? What is the shortage about? Uh, oh, about that driver shortage. Here we go. Here's a Freightwaves article. The most... Oh, you can't see it. Most polar... polar well, it says polarizing term in trucking is driver shortage. Yeah. There you go. You see it everywhere. Well, we look at the ecosystem, right? And tonight's ecosystem analysis is carriers. And it's more than equipment, as we just saw in the video. The equipment looked fine... The technique. So, uh, front of the store, back of the store on ATI. Tonight's show is mostly back of the store, but we are going to talk a little bit about the front of the store because I hate to disappoint. In fact, it was on Friday, Tim said, where's the title? And we discussed that that actually is another big topic. Just like, where's the technician? Where's the title? Because without that, where are we? Do you have your car? Is it the transporter's problem? Whose problem is it? Last Tuesday night, we had uh, pre-owned auto logistics. Car shippers need a pal. That was last Tuesday night. Great show. Thank you, pre-owned auto logistics, for opening your office doors and introducing your team. And we had a party. The Friday before at the offices. Great stuff. And there's the uh, family photo. Jeremy Luisos, Mike Marshall, Kevin Lombardi, Anthony Delvento, Carrie Harris, and Josh in dispatch. Great stuff. It's great to see the team all together talking shop. It is time to open your doors. Let us know how we can help make that happen. And uh, this got, man, this is, Ty posted this on LinkedIn. This thing is getting serious traction. It's all about relationships. And 
when we get to know you, then we get to spend time at the trade show, and uh, who knows what'll happen. You know, business hijinks live at the show. Speaking of, we got Rapid Recon is going to join us Friday with Oaks Kia. And that's on Cars on the Move. Rapid Recon at Oaks Kia is on Friday. More relationships and uh, getting to know the team. And next Tuesday night is Carriers Unfiltered. What do you want to say? Who do you want to say it to? What have you been stopped from sharing? We're opening the doors no filter next Tuesday night carriers unfiltered join us we want you to join us now it's it says carriers unfiltered but it should be auto industry unfiltered I want to hear from I mean I don't care what say what you got here's one I got this email I notice a lot of hatred towards brokers however it's total mayhem with new carriers Accepting loads and forgetting about them, which I did not know that. That's crazy. Communication is horrible. They only call when they need a load, and it doesn't take much for them to start being rude. Hard to believe. Uh, Canceling at the last moment. Being rude to both the brokers and the customers. Marking loads as picked up when they're not. Accepting expedited shipments and calling tomorrow saying how they will not pick up and how they will pick up some other day. Oh my god. It's unbelievable. Think he's making it up? Actually, brokers, in my opinion, are still keeping this industry to be somewhat professional and to hold some standards. Otherwise, it would be total mayhem. Changed my mind. Uh... This was in the news. Now, I don't normally share several the crashes. Several luxury vehicles destroyed in fire crash on I-95. This was uh, North Carolina. Uh, shut down several hours on Sunday after a blown tire caused a truck hauling expensive vehicles to crash. This happens more than when... Look at this. Melted... I'm not exactly sure what that is uh driver said he was hauling privately owned expensive motor vehicles his fully enclosed truck had a porsche ferrari m8 navigator s4 rubicon all destroyed by a raging fire firefighters who responded to the scene said the tires and batteries were blowing up like fourth of july fireworks the owner operator of the truck Said he had just checked all of his tires at a fuel stop in southern Virginia. He attempted to extinguish the flames at first, but eventually had to flee from the scene when the fire became too large. Driver did not give his name, was concerned about his clients more than for his own loss of livelihood. I read in one article that he had... one of the, well, I guess one of the owners of one of the vehicles had said that, you know, he was kind of sketchy about the whole thing, and the guy said, don't worry, it'll be fine. Do this all the time. Yeah, man, in clothes, dude. Like, 4th of July fireworks. That's tough, man. I mean, what do you do about that? I 
Paul Machine, a looming topic that many dealers feel the heat and frustrations of not having enough quality technicians. And I thank you, Paul, and I point that out. That is in line with driver shortage, technician shortage. So I found, when I read this, I thought this was interesting. Air Cargo drives ahead in specialist automotive market. Talk about specialization. Uh, companies involved in the transport of vehicles. Parts offer a range of services. Amongst the many airlines that fly cars and parts around the world is Dubai-based Emirates Sky Cargo. And with regard to finished vehicles, they carry on a regular basis from bo for both Dubai. Can you imagine the vehicles going in and out of Dubai? Flown cars for global events for private owners who want to bring their car with them on holiday. We're accustomed to handling Ferraris. We see McLarens, Rolls, Lamborghinis. Think of the professional training and quality and experience going into this stuff. Emirates Wheels, a specialized transportation product for automobiles. Provides customers with a complete transportation solution for vehicles such as classic, luxury, sports. Across our network of over 140 destinations, door-to-door -door transport, 60 cars a month. Some passengers fly in the same aircraft and can watch their car being loaded. Wow. Yeah. Right? Was it enough? Ron, who's in line first? McAllister's Global Services acquires horseless carriage carriers. I messaged Marco. Marco's here with us. This is big deal, man. Congratulations, McAllister's. I mean, founded in 1975, horseless carriage has provided automotive enthusiasts with dependable and immaculate enclosed trailer transport for antique, classic, exotic, that's awesome. That's a really big deal. I want to hear more about the fleet, Marco. Look forward to learning more. Uh, Buick is going to buy out any U.S. dealers who do not want to sell EVs. Any of Buick's nearly 2,000 U.S. dealers who don't want to make the investment to sell electric vehicles will soon have the chance to exit the business and get a check from General Motors. What if that happened in car hauling? Oh, you don't want to haul EVs? Great. Let us know your price, and we're buying you out. Could happen, I guess. There'll be an opportunity if they want to continue forward to Buick as Buick transitions to an all-electric future. It's completely voluntary. First, in the next 30 days, all Buick dealers will be asked to sign a non-disclosure agreement promising not discuss the value of the offer they receive. After that, in the next month, get a buyout offer. After that, get 30 days to decide whether you want to take it or leave it. Pretty interesting stuff. Dealers will be asked to make an investment in charger service lifts and other equipment for EV. Detail will be given to dealers at a later time. Ooh, buying centers. How one dealership group uses buying centers to soothe inventory pains. I'm telling you, 
this buying center, if you are an auto transport business owner, buying, buying centers at the top, put that at the top with uh, commercial consigners and buying centers. That's... Uh, let's see, Jermaine Motorco opened 10 vehicle buying centers to supplement its used vehicle inventory to give consumers a place to sell their vehicles. Yeah, man. And then what do you do with it from the buying center? Get it front row ready. Opening and operating centers dedicated solely to buying used vehicles is helping Jermaine Motor Co. branch into new markets and acquire more cars and trucks during the inventory pinch that has beset dealers for more than a year. Now, we did hear that uh, now dealers, I think dealers have said, there's less movement and transport between dealerships than normal. I'd love to hear, is that true? And are there fields of trucks that need chips to get finished waiting for transport? What is happening out there? And the rates keep dropping and the volume keeps dropping. What is going on? Hey, what's up, Super Dispatch? Thank you so much for making martinis in the super live chat what makes a great car hauler the answer probably depends on who you ask but ati is a place to get the best perspective cheers to you jay and ty well thank you super dispatch what does make a great car hauler the company's goal attract consumers interested only in selling their vehicle for instant cash not going through the full trade-in process It turned out to be an unbelievable part of our business. Company currently has 10 buying centers. Who runs them? How many vehicles get to them? And where are those vehicles going next? And who's moving them? It's how you get your car streaming business news. It's where you ask your good questions. It's on ATI. Put it up on the big screen. Let's do that. You know that every Tuesday night, we've got five new questions. That's right. Five new questions. We're going to play Are You a Car Shipping Guru? Now, do these questions have anything to do with what makes a great car hauler? Yes. Yes. And I helped write them. So here we go. Question one. Oh, actually... Ty helped me write them. That's right. I'm so used to writing them now. Ty helped me write them. Question one. Oh, <laughs> when loading a stinger, do you load the top or the bottom first? So apparently this one's a gimme. Because I think we had a we had a button malfunction. When loading a stinger, do you load the top or the bottom first? guest man must be a heck of a delay on this show oh thank goodness no. thank you carlos Whew. man 
You load the top. There wouldn't be a way to do it otherwise. Alright, here we go. Question two. What is the most appropriate carrier pay amount to ship a 2019 Nissan Altima from Bridgecrest, California to PA? Is it 710, 900, 1190, or 1475? All right, Sedan, California to PA. Hmm. I'm going to say it doesn't pay as much as it should. But that is. What is that? Three quarters of the nation? It's got to be 1475. Thank you, Shadow People. It has to. It literally has to be. 1475 but if it's not I just want to say this is that uh, we're all in this together here we go going once going twice oh <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad I mean I guess if you're, I mean, if you're on a nine car, but you can't, I don't think you could drive a three car and make money on that load. But a nine car, yeah, that's close. I mean, are, are you making money on that? And this gets back into what makes a great car hauler. I mean, is that enough money? And there really wasn't anywhere else to go on this one. Uh, is that enough money? Where's Silver Mint when you need them? John Pulley, would you move it for? Would, could you make that work for fourteen seventy five? Do you think? I mean, you you know, you know some you, you know, you guys know some of these numbers. And again, I like to ask the question: What's the shipper paying? Huh? What's the shipper paying? All right. Question three. Here we go. Besides vehicles, what else needs to be secured on the trailer before and after every load? Dispatchers, the bill of lading, the ELD, or ramps? Yeah, shadow people. See, 2,800 miles? But they're, they're, here's what they're going to say. Somebody's going to say it's 50 cents a mile going coast to coast, and that's a good deal. Only with a nine car could you even make that work. And it was a it was an Ultima, thank goodness. And not like a Corvette or something. Oh, it's ramps? I are you sure you gotta I think you gotta secure the dispatcher. Pretty sure. Alright, go on go on once. Nobody wants ELD? Oh, there it is. Hey, it's the ramp. Oh, you didn't get to hear the finish of the applause because I hit the cough button. That's okay. Okay. Question four. What is the most appropriate carrier pay amount to ship a 2020 Toyota Supra for, from Ottumwa, Iowa to Bristol, Virginia? Toyota Supra, sedan, Iowa to Virginia, not really that far, 
not really a route. Uh, it's not going to be 11.25. And it shouldn't be 4.05. It could be 6.20, but it should be 8.40. Am I right? What do you guys think of that? Analysis. Oh, th by the way, thank you so much for hitting the like button. Thank you so much. It's awesome. What makes a great car hauler? Oh, there it is. Ding. We got one. Thank you. Okay, we got 840. We got two at 840. Do I hear three at 840? 841, 845. Going once. We got 840. We got three 840s. Here we go. Yes, it is 8.40. But, we've had, I think we've had mostly auto transport, transporters, guessing in the, in the, uh, I like it when I see other verticals guessing at the rate. You really see differences there. Oh, we got another, look at that we got another we got another like ding thank you so much oh man okay here we go question five what is used to determine whether you have enough space between vehicles is it a piece of paper a piece of wood a human fist or a human head puncher okay let's try that again is it a piece of paper a piece of wood a human fist or a human head what is used to determine whether you have enough space between vehicles on the trailer ah <laughs> what are we talking about a parking lot an alleyway on the boat? Oh. Well, we've got fist. We've got... We've got two fisters. Really? It's, it's a family show. <laughs> John wants to know whose head we're using. Right? It depends on whose head it belongs to. There we go. I like that. Oh, yep, we got it. Yep, there it is. That's the human fist. All right, fantastic. That was great. All right, it is now time for uh, time for me to take a quick break. Right after this, oh, we're gonna go into oh, that's right. What is what is this mystery document? Well, we're gonna talk about it after the news. So stick around. We'll be right back. Are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verification of loads when nobody answers the phone? Call Murphy Auto Dispatch Services today. Murphy Auto Dispatch Services has over 15 years of experience in the transport industry. We are your office while you are on the road. We book, we verify, and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417 273 0021 or if you want to email me it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com give us a call today everybody wants to be part of a bigger story 
Auto transport is a vital part of that story. Vehicle reconditioning starts when your transport arrives at the dealership. The story starts with you. For our auto retail customers, as yours, full satisfaction. Car dealers can see the rapid recon difference with transparent communication through the vehicle reconditioning software process. Auto remarketing and dealer inventory management visit rapidrecon.com. Links in the live chat. That's it. Carlos got the bonus question. That is it. Uh, so here's what's going on. Yes. I uh, I wanna I wanna talk about briefly. We're gonna do this tomorrow, but we've got the uh, we got the ACB lawsuit. Oh, thank you. So glad. Oh, and you know what? You can actually follow along here. Check this out. If you click this link, uh, get get your own copy. Okay. So I just put in the live chat. Get your own copy. And if you click on that Buffalo News news article and you scroll down, you can download your own copy. That's right. Get your very own copy of the 51-page ACV Auctions versus NAAA, Mannheim, Odessa, Servnet, and IAG legal complaint with 51 pages of discussion. A group of entrenched horizontal competitors conspired to prevent competition. Say it ain't so. Now, uh, I can't say allegedly enough. I am reading a document written by other individuals, and I'm just reporting it as news. Because it is news. It's huge news. Thank you, Chris. Really appreciate that. Thank you very much for making those martinis. We're going to need them because let's dive into this, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain more soon. On page three, in particular, defendants Mannheim, Odessa, Servnet, IAG have used their control over the NAAA to deny ACV access to critical software called AutoIMS. Defendants have prevented ACV from obtaining a license directly to AutoIMS. The NAAA is whatever Mannheim wants it to be. Defendants' unlawful conduct violates the Sherman Act, the Clayton Act, and the Donnelly Act. Defendants have orchestrated a group boycott, allegedly. Defendants' conduct has resulted in higher cost to commercial consigners, commercial added by host, and higher prices paid by consumers to obtain used vehicles. Allegedly. Defendants are collectively joining forces to artificially insulate their outdated business models from effective competition while they attempt to retool for the digital age. 
AASC, the Auto Auction Services Corporation, was created in 1997 as a joint venture of defendants. Until at least until at least the spring of 2022, AASC's board of directors was comprised solely of representatives of defendants. Where is this going? Defendants, AASC, NAAA, and Auto IMS. By the way, there are more than 130,000 used car dealerships throughout the United States. Each year, these dealerships sell millions of used automobiles to retail consumers. And yet, it's still not enough. Because companies that provide auto auction services not only facilitate the used vehicle auctions, but also provide a range of services for the vehicle sellers. There are two distinct groups of sellers, used car dealers and commercial consigners. It's the second group we're focused on. Commercial consigners are commercial or government entities that own or maintain large fleets, a.k.a. lots of cars. Manufacturers, finance subsidiaries, finance institution, commercial fleet operators, government agencies. And because commercial consigners need a comprehensive, easy-to-use vehicle inventory management system, Due to promises by defendants, commercial consigners have designed their business operations around Auto IMS. In fact, commercial consigners require access to Auto IMS. In or around late 1997, defendants formed AASC, Auto Auction Services Corporation, as a result of a proposal at an NAAA convention in San Diego. Stay with me. Defendants promised that auto IMS access would be available to any auction provider who requested it. And that it was as a non-proprietary internet system for use by the entire auction industry. By the way, defendants account for 97% of all NAAA members. Allegedly. Actually, that's probably easily proven. Given the dominant combined market share of defendants, in AASC's own words, Auto IMS became a necessary infrastructure, the industry standard, the exclusive inventory management system used by most large commercial consigners. In fact, on June 12, 2000, in Automotive News, Auto Auction Services was created to provide a non-proprietary internet system for use by the entire auction industry. There are those words again. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ron. Really do appreciate... Oh, there it is. <coughs> now... The idea was to create one internet platform that everyone could connect and this would allow a level playing field for all participating auctions and technology for the entire industry. Most, if not all, commercial consigners are unwilling to bear the cost and trouble of working with an auction without 
auto IMS access. AASC delivered auto IMS to the industry to preserve our collective business interest. The physical auctions model has many inefficiencies that limit vehicle choice for customers and result in increased fees. I can see now... Okay. I think we've laid the foundation there. So, here's the problem. ACB has, ACV has been less successful with commercial consigners who do require inventory management software like Auto IMS. In fact, one commercial consigner told ACV, once you figure out how to use Auto IMS, give us a call. We will be happy to integrate with you. So once ACV realized Auto IMS was necessary to do business with commercial consigners, ACV sought access to Auto IMS. The defendants have implemented and engaged in an illegal anti-competitive conspiracy. And NAAA's website states online-only auctions are not eligible for NAAA membership, which is one of the ways to get access to Auto IMS. So we bring you the War of the Auctions. We will go live tomorrow at noon and dive further into this. Clearly, I've got a little bit more work to do. But as you can see, I got myself a running start now. Uh, this is my copy of the 51-page complaint. I've been marking the heck out of it. And there's just so much here. Um, and I haven't even got into NAAA membership. Uh, the AASC denial of the auto IMS license to ACV. There was a uh, auto auction suspension at one point that also we can talk about. Ooh, Copart. What do we have to say about Copart? By the way, what is the Sherman Act, the Clay Act, the Donnelly Act? And then what are three other very large antitrust cases in the history of the United States? So much to cover tomorrow and so little time. Join us for War of the Auctions tomorrow at noon Central Time. And why, oh why, oh why, Jay, uh, are we talking about this, by the way? Well, large implications here. Okay. Um, and what you can do is go to the homepage, go to ATI Auto Business, go to the homepage, and you can find War of the Auctions. Click on that, and then click Notify Me and set your reminder why is ACV Auction suing NAAA Mannheim Odessa and ServNet over Auto IMS? We're talking about it. By the way, I don't think you're going to hear this conversation anywhere else. Why is that? Why would that be? This seems like huge news, right? Isn't this the kind of big news that seems like there's plenty of places to talk about this? Nobody else is talking about it? Well, gosh, why could... How strange. Oh, yeah. The AAA's having their convention right now, too. Some of those names look familiar. This is odd. Send in your comments, autotransportintel.gmail.com. We'll read them. We'll share them. We'll highlight them, and we want you to join our live chat and conversation on this very important topic. ATI is now officially a news channel, 
a one of a kind. So thank you for being here with us. Get the podcast. When you see that speaker with ATI, you know you're getting the ATI podcast. It's ATI Auto Business. We're covering everything automotive and then some. And you need help? You can call or text Ty, 417-483-2764. Become an ATI Insider. Let us know how we can help you. What do you want to make a show about? We got Tuesday nights. We got live carrier advice with Brian Riker. Actually, Ziggy is going to be on. Let's see, tomorrow is War of the Auctions. And then uh, a week from tomorrow, Ziggy Keller with IATA. He's going to be on the show. We got Dispatching Live again on Thursday. We're still talking about Central Dispatch New Search versus Old Search. And then Friday, we got Rapid Recon and Oaks Kia on the show. Thermonuclear Thursdays. Dealers, auctions, carriers. It's the Car Shipping Business Channel. My name is Jay. We're a few minutes late getting to the group tonight, but that's okay. All right. Fire up your Zoom browsers. And let's get ready to party. What makes a great car hauler? We're going to look into that. Help us answer it. Put it in the live chat. Join us. Stick around. We'll be right back. Why is auto shipping such a challenge? If shipping cars is part of your job, you've wasted time assigning and tracking shipments, waited around while deadlines are missed, and struggled getting anyone to answer your questions. And if you're a carrier moving cars... You've wasted time with bad contact info and shipments that aren't available, waited around for help locating vehicles and receiving payments, and struggled getting anyone to answer your questions. At PAL, we integrate systems for seamless API automations, provide daily email updates, custom portals and reporting, provide ACH quick pays, and we never hide from any questions. Join the auto logistics revolution because it's time to do things better. Pre-owned auto logistics, vehicle transportation made safe, reliable, and easy. Pre-owned auto logistics provides car shippers with experienced professional drivers, a fully insured modern fleet, and friendly, knowledgeable service. Learn more at Pre-owned Auto Logistics. All right, it is now time up on time up on center stage. Let's bring him in. He handles ATI carrier relations. Ty Thompson. Ty, can you see me and hear me okay? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Did you see my hat? I like your hat. Can, is this the side they're writing on the side? Vin Q, man. Vin Q. Yeah, so what's the, who cares about your hat, Ty? And who cares about it? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, why? Yeah. What's the point? Why are you pointing out your cool hat that you got at a conference? Probably one of those conferences Jay was talking about. Uh, well, the reason we talk about this stuff is because, and I want to go back to, I didn't know these buying centers were a new thing. Where did that come from? Seriously. Uh, yeah, right. Buying centers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, if you are currently wanting to get in the business there I'm, I'm still old and I still say stuff and you'll probably hear a lot of this tonight you'll probably hear people that go get their own own customers their own clients say relationships right they go talk to people where do you get your cars how do you get them back oh I go there I can do that for you okay great let's do business 
How much? Okay, got it. What I'm trying to say is, is things are changing. We've been saying this for two years and they, it's real. Like we weren't even kidding two years ago in the transport parking lot when they said COVID's here and all the auctions said we're shutting the doors and we're never going to open them again. Do you guys remember that? That really happened. So we were, uh, we were there. We were saying, hang on tight. Right yeah. yeah. What's going to be the first thing that happens? The independent auction is going to go after all the business and they're going to get it. We saw that. It's happened. Uh, now you've got people like MenQ, you've got people like Max Digital, you've got people like whatever these buying centers are, Carvana Access, these uh, wholesale platforms where dealers get inventory without going to an auction. Is that right, Jay? So it's interesting is that, uh, I and I pulled up, the, I found the article today where Sandy Schwartz of Mannheim. This is what's so interesting. Sandy of Mannheim. So in in the complaint, in ACV's complaint, NAAA insists that you've got to have a physical auction to be a member. But in 2020, Sandy said, "Well, I hope nobody comes back to the physical auction." Yeah. Okay. What? Right. And I found the article where it's quoted that he said that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mannheim main defendant too. said that. Yeah. They don't want the physical auction. And so if they don't want it, that's fine. But there's, I guess, this this shows about what, what makes a great car hauler. Number one, to be a great car hauler, you have to do it for about 20 plus years. There, That's how you become a great car hauler, right? So to do that for 20 plus years is the key ingredient, in my opinion, would be determination. You really got to be determined. Because this is the most difficult business I've ever experienced. And I think you'll hear that a lot tonight. So I had 20 trucks, 20 drivers, owner operators, and I basically dispatched most of them myself. I had a dispatcher too, but having those relationships and understanding your driver is really important if you're an owner guy. And we've got John Larrick. He's going to talk about that tonight. But as, and Joe Bricari's here and then John Pooley, and then we have um, Ron's here, which is really awesome. Ron, New York Traffic King. So... I guess I, everybody has their own opinion what makes a great car hauler, but I think ultimately at the end, it's th- the longer you've been in it, the better you are, right? So how do we get people in it? Where is everybody at? And where are, are there any truck drivers that want to be car haulers, and how do we make them great? So as we, as we look at this, there, and it was in the news tonight, Jay's uh, Information Highway, the new, you know, the broker with the emo. Remember that? He says, hey, you know, I know we're getting a bad rap here, but let's don't forget about what carriers do. And do you know that that, by the way, that broker said, please don't share this. And then he said, and no one's talking about this. And I thought, now that's funny. You just said, don't share it. And no one's talking about it. I think that's kind of what is happening. We're like, we have stuff we want to share, but we're not sure if we should. Well, and this is to me where it gets tricky because you can talk about like drivers. I think about my best drivers, right? What what was Ty's best driver? It was Pete and Chuck, right? Or Case. I had five best drivers. What were they? What did they do that made them the best drivers? They somehow understood all the intricacies that go with go to the auction, get the gate pass, find the car, load it, and deliver it. The The less you bother me, the, the better you are, 
the faster you go, the it it just works. So from a from an owner guy that owns the equipment, who's what what's it take to make a great car hauler? Well, it's somebody who shows up every day, or when needed. That's that's really important. Shows up on time, right? Um, the willingness to learn, and then it's it's like I was thinking today. I thought, was it patience? What is it? Because it's I don't even think it's patience. Here's what I think it is. I think understanding all the problems that are involved with getting a car on a trailer and getting it off. And understanding that there is so many things that can go, it's like, and, you're, and I'm excited tonight because you're going to hear a lot of these guys. And so I'm going to shut up and let, let's bring on John, Larrick. Yeah, that so, okay, that's a great idea. We'll bring in yeah, John, I can keep but, but you, but that's the thing. And this is what I, I highly encourage anybody in the live chat. This is your opportunity to shed some light. Ty, true or false, you were live at NIADA pointing out how complicated car hauling is and dealers of many years were saying wow yeah yeah well and back to the the broker too yeah so i i under i've never expected my my customer the car dealer to ever understand how difficult it is to get his cars delivered i it he he might ask what took so long and i might say well i had to find the car it was lost and, and if he wants to know more, I'd be happy to tell him, but I've never felt the need to explain to my customer how difficult my job is. He just needs to pay me, right? But when you talk to a carrier or you talk to a driver, then you start to, ex you really need to understand what's going on. And the, back to your broker guy, <clears throat> why isn't anybody talking about it? I think the reason nobody's talking about it is because nobody wants to be rough on the carrier. I'll say it out loud, the carrier, some driver drivers suck. They're terrible people. Absolutely horrific, right? And we have that in any industry. We have it in cops. We have it in politicians. We have it, keep on going, brokers, carriers. <clears throat> but they, it's weird because we see, I see, I get all the phone calls and I can tell. I can tell when it's a, it's a foreign guy who doesn't really want anything except a load board and a dispatcher, which truck, which trailer. He's gonna go, He's he has, doesn't wanna know anything about the actual work right and when you don't want to know about the actual work you're chasing money so one of the things that i would always encourage any new driver that i hired was please don't come here for just the money because you won't last that long you can make incredible money as a car hauler and that's a true statement anybody on here will tell you being a car hauler as a driver is you make great money you really do especially if you're good at it right so anyway uh that's that's where I'm at. I don't know if I answered any questions. Well, no, and I'm over talking. here in the live chat typing away about Mannheim and AAA. What I didn't get to point out is that if you're if you're an NAAA member, you automatically get access to Auto IMS. But you know, Ty, that's neither here nor there. Now listen, it's time. Uh, here's what we got to do. We got to bring up on center stage. Uh, John Larrick is a well, he's a business owner. And um, he hires car haulers, which means he knows something he's looking for, and he's going to tell us more about. Is that an easy process? I think I put in the in the uh, I think I put in the live scroll something about a, maybe a cakewalk. It's not a cakewalk. Is it a cakewalk? 
is finding great car haulers a cakewalk. And why not? Or why? No, it's not. Ty? No, no, it's 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 not easy at all. And, you know, there's a proverb that talks about just hiring a guy, a passer buyer, not a good idea. I'll look it up and find it for you later. But really, I like I that's the way I used to hire. It was terrible. I was the worst guy to the that would I need a driver. Can you drive a truck? Yeah. Okay. Just get in the truck and drive. Like I need a driver's that bad. I'll just follow you as long as you can just keep it in in the you know, right here. And I'll follow you and I'll load and unload. I mean, you know, you do stupid stuff like that when you're desperate for drivers. At least I used to. It was probably back before things got so woke. Hey, there's John Laird. John, can you see us and hear us okay? Yes, I can. Good evening. Good hey, evening, John. John. Please evening, say Ty. hello to the live audience. Tell us more about you. Well, been in the business for over 30 years. Uh, located in New Jersey. And uh, been in the auto calling business uh, for quite a while now. That's uh, New Jersey. How many yeah, trucks do you got? Sorry, Jay. No, please. Thank you. We're, we're down to 14 trucks right now. 14? And yes. you, what do you uh, what do you guys run primarily? We basically like run up on the East Coast. East Coast. Okay. Uh, we do a lot of snowbirds back forth to Florida. POVs. Okay. Yes, yeah. and then we do work, uh, broker work. And 30 years in it? That's a long time. Yeah, started, hey, out, in the started out in the towing business. Oh, really? That's where I started. Yeah, I started out in the towing business and ended up buying a couple car carriers because our dealers wanted us to take stuff that he walks through stuff for him, and then it just went crazy after that. Snowballed? Yeah. That was back when when you could talk to dealers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could talk to them. <laughs> And like I said, before COVID, we were, we were up over 25 trucks. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So less than two years, 25 to 14. Yeah, we, we, we now, downgraded a lot. Now, here's the thing. I, I can see some real wisdom in, in a move like that. I, I mean, I've I'm, I'm been really thankful, to be honest with you, that I don't have trucks for the last two years. I mean, I've been really thankful that I don't have trucks for the last two years. Uh, so how's that, has that been working? I mean, 25 to two, when I say I can see some wisdom in that, what I mean is, is when I, when I, if I would have had all my trucks, when I saw that happen, I probably would have been selling trucks quick. <laughs> Just being honest. That's to me though. Well, because they were, we were, we were parked. I mean, it hit us pretty hard over here. Uh, we were yeah. parked except for our snowbirds. And what happened was I held on to them as long as I could. But then I had a problem getting drivers. So we have not been able to get drivers back into these trucks. And because you know what they cost now, you know, the $300,000 oh. trucks. Yeah. We, we just, we had an opportunity to sell some of them. We sold them. So yeah. um, if it picks up back up and I can get some, some more drivers and stuff, we'll, we'll, we'll expand again. Um, yeah. But right now, I'm not in a hurry. No, I wouldn't be either. Um, and, and, you know, I, we follow this guy, Jason Rice, Lot Pops. And I, I like to follow the car dealers to see what they're doing because if if they're if they're hey let's go buy cars we're selling cars, that's a good gauge for me to, to think okay I can keep this many trucks or add a truck or maybe I should get rid of a truck. So point is is Jason was talking on his video uh, that I watched it was about a month ago actually I don't know where, how it popped up I got all his new ones but anyway <clears throat> he's talking about the economy and how you know he gets 
a lot of emails and a lot of comments that say he's being Debbie Downer. He's like, I'm not being Debbie Downer. I'm saying lean and clean. That was his term he used, lean and clean. And I think I'm saying all this to say if I'm watching the used car, which is what I watch the most, the used car guys, and they're saying, hey, start reducing your inventory. The turns went from 45 days or 30 days to 45 and ease up on buying the, these cars and those cars. And I'm going to I'm going to pay attention as a as an owner. Right, John? Yeah, we, we have to. We have to keep an eye on what's going on. Like I said, we have people that take stuff to the auctions and it's they're not there right now. It's not happening. If you look at the auctions right now in our area, there's nothing really going on there. So I think, you know, it's not just us that's hurt. It's the recon shops and everything also that are hurting because they're, they're not reconning the cars. They're not getting for the auction and the auction just doesn't have the numbers they used to have. I, th I think what's happening is the dealers themselves aren't any lease returns or anything. They're holding on to them. Um, they're, not, they're not getting rid of them. They need inventory. So we just don't see the stuff going to the auction like it used to. Yeah, so that would be, that's what I think we would call a KPI. So for guys, and this is another, this is a glimpse into what makes a great car hauler, okay, guys? So <clears throat> I bet John and I could talk for hours about just little bitty things like this right here. It really, it really is. You, you, you have customers that call you every week and they ask you to pick up this many cars. And when you see that change, you, something's up. So what I would I used to, I used to hop in the car and drive straight to wherever it was and say, first I'd take a drive around the parking lot just to make sure everything was where it was supposed to be. Then I'd run inside and say, what are you guys doing? Oh, it's been a really rough month. We haven't done any business. Okay, I'm just making sure nobody's in here messing around because if they are, we're gonna have to have a talk. All right, John? Isn't that how you do it? Oh, sorry, yeah. Hi. <laughs> sorry for some walking. But yeah, um, <laughs> was that your was that your son John that that's does awesome. the trucks? No, no, no. That's oh, my, John, that's my John. No, that's that's AJ. He drives out uh, on flatbeds. He's a flatbed driver. Yeah, but does he still do the trick trick the trucks or whatever yeah, that is? Jonathan does. Yeah, it's uh, LTI Services. He, LTI uh, Services. Right, and he just uh, that's still busy. I'm, I'm glad for him because uh, he's he can't keep up with the work he's got. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, that's yeah, good. So what are some other things you look for? Just curious. Um, well, what happens, what I think ends up happening is we keep trying to keep our local drivers around the area to take care of our dealers that we do work with now. But then when that doesn't happen, we have to take those trucks and move them out, farther out. And that's when we end up sending them down south um, where all the manufacturers, you know, are anyway and now all of a sudden they call they want us to do work back up here so we have to reroute everybody and bring it back up north here so it, it, it gets pretty interesting you know yeah no i know exactly i i've done that mistake more yeah. than once <laughs> I, I can't afford it's to have them sit here and wait for the load you know yeah so. well what happened to me was i always had dealers that would buy and like in florida or texas farther away than i want to go so i just always brokered it out i had a broker's license too but when things would get slow, I always had a good rate on this stuff. I thought, well, we'll just send the trucks and go get that. Then sure enough, as soon as I'd send the trucks to go get that stuff, yeah. the phone just blows up and you're like, ah, ah. Yeah, that's rough. So yeah, that's another one. Okay, so uh, what else you got, John? Uh, well, like I said, it's I, I, I don't know if I'm the only one, but uh, it really is getting hard to find drivers. 
Um, I've been advertising a lot. One of the things that I've been having a problem with is we don't really know where to go um, to find drivers anymore because years ago we went to the news local newspaper or and we would put an ad in the newspaper and see what kind of response you get. Now we don't even get that, you know. Um, so now it seems like the only place you can find drivers is through social media. But you know what happens on social media. Some of these guys just... <laughs> <laughs> to uh, jump from job okay. to job, you know. So, so that's here's a question I've got. This is gonna be a tough one. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. Is it to, has it gotten to the point where if the driver's good enough, you just ignore whatever they say on social media because it really just matters what they do behind the wheel? Because there's some crazy stuff that gets posted on social media. Yeah, I think what ends up happening is you basically get the to figure these guys out and you know which ones are good car whores you talk to their bosses so you know who's the good car whore and who's just out there making noise you know there's some guys just out there making noise <laughs> so but otherwise um and the whole thing was because of the network and i'm sure everybody else could say that we've got a lot of friends out here that are in the business as we are so i as a practice am not in a habit of trying to steal somebody else's employee. So that makes it hard too, because you don't want to be soliciting, you know, your competition's uh, employees. So all you can do is hope that they contact you and say, look, I'm really not happy here. And then we find out why they're not happy. And then we'll hire them that way. Like I said, I don't, I don't want you, anybody to think that I don't have, I have a couple of really good guys that have been with me for a long time. And you talk to them they have no complaints at all. They're very happy. But then you talk to some of the other guys that that we rotate through the system, and all they do is complain anyway. So it, it, it's a tough business to be in. Um, and, and to be a car hauler, you got to have experience because to try to train somebody and then start eating all the damages, it can get pretty expensive. Mm, very, 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 very expensive. And, yeah. Well, you know, you make a good point, especially on the social media. I don't know. Have you tried Indeed? Just curious. I have. I, uh, that's how, basically oh. how Jay, Jay found out I was looking for somebody and reached out to me through through them. Um, huh. uh, actually, it was through LinkedIn. I'm sorry. Through LinkedIn. But but, right. Jay, but that is a good question. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, we, have you, yeah, indeed. We have tried it. And what happened is I got a lot of response back from... Um, it was basically drivers uh, that hadn't driven a car carrier yet. They just were reaching out. Um, they had just gotten their CDL. Um, and I, I kept telling them, look, you got to try to get some experience. And, and a couple of people that I talked to um, that Ty sent over to me, you know, what I was trying to explain to them is that you got to go somewhere where they can give you some experience. Um, some of these bigger companies, they will pay to train you. And, you know, you hate to say, okay, you can't do it. But even our insurance companies, which we talked about earlier today, they won't even, you know, let you hire a driver unless you have two years of verified, you know, employment of car hauling, you know. So they don't want to eat the damage because they know, you know, it becomes a risk at that point too. And then if they're a new CDI, CDI driver, they don't want to hire them. They don't. They just don't want to do it. You know. So that's the problem we have. 
Um, but once again, where do you find these? Where do you find these drivers in? You know? Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Jay, sorry to interrupt you, but um, yeah. Ron asked if you could send another link. Oh, sure. Will do, yeah. Ron. And then um, I don't know. And we're going to bring Joe in in a second. Yeah, yeah we're okay. going to bring. Should we just do that now? But I do want to ask, did you cover how you end up where you need another driver? Did you did you talk about that? Because I had a couple things going on over here in the live chat. Yeah, so, yeah, we did. You did? I can. What's well, the answer what to that? Yeah. Well, we, ahead, we did a little bit. But what it is is that we need another driver when somebody ends up leaving. Or uh, in my case, I had you know, a situation where one of my drivers had to go work for his father. His father got sick, you know, and he was a CDL driver. So, you know, it, when family comes, you got to go. So it was a shame to lose that driver, but I understood why that had to happen. Some of the other guys, why they left, they just didn't want to be gone. They didn't want to, we talked about that earlier today. I mean, some of the guys just don't want to, they come in, they're all fired up. They want to call cars. They want to do this. Then all of a sudden they find out, well, I don't want to be gone all week. You know, I want to, you know, I want to be gone during the week, but I want to be home during the weekend or I don't want to work nights. So one guy said to me, well, I want to sleep in my own bed at night. Well, this isn't for you because we do travel. I mean, our guys are gone a week at a time. Has the world changed? I think so. I think after COVID and everything, I think everybody got to the point where they didn't want to work. I just, it's now, it's not, years ago, people used to come to you and thank you for coming to work. Now it seems like, you know, you're thanking them for showing up, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That's true story. Wow. Yeah. Okay, all well, right. John, I want to tell okay. John, I know we'll say it again, but bring in Joe John, yeah. uh, 30 years in this, uh, a lot of cars, got a lot of nice trucks. I know that. And uh, John, if anybody out here is, has experience in a CDL, John could use you, especially if you're in the Northeast. All right. Yeah. Joe, so, is that Joe Bercari? Now, oh, Joe is with us. Joe, what's going hey. on, Joe? How are you? Good. Haven't seen you forever, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. I, That's why I got I'm it. getting allergy, early season allergies. So if I look like a zombie, fly, <laughs> and if I am doing the thing with the whatever, and I got my, uh, my botanicals and herbal tea here, hopefully that'll help. Great. Hey, no, nice I, I, I know what you're, uh, I know. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Copy. Yeah. Copy. So, all right. And after next up is John Pulley, professional car hauler. Yep. But before we bring in John Pulley, I like where we're at on this. Why? Why and what? Sorry, why and what? <laughs> I, yeah. I, there's a there's a gap between what I was watching and when you pulled me in, so I, I, yeah, no, I, I didn't I catch what, where you were going. Um, well, why? All right, so what makes a great car hauler, and why is it getting harder oh. to find them? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I mean, I, I, you know me, I like notes. Um, I think there are... Uh, some key personality traits that are important to make a great car hauler. Um, what's different? I don't know that the um, uh, I don't know that the traits are different. I think that people's priorities today in a post-COVID world are different. 
And uh, some of that has to do with the great resignation and some of that has to do with some of the other things that are going on right now. And I think that there is a little bit of trepidation too in the, uh, in the industry as a whole. Um, you know, we're watching the industry shift from internal combustion to electric vehicles and other alternative things. And uh, there's a lot of talk about things like cars as a service, as opposed to uh, the traditional model that could have a, that could have a big impact on the industry. That's kind of a, a big, broad, uh, a big, broad set of topics, but I, I could see where someone might be apprehensive. I think a lot of it too is just brass tacks. I mean, right now, you got a class a cdl you can go to work for fedex or walmart or you know the, the amazon or any of those companies and your de- benefits are paid day one they practically guarantee you a six-figure salary with all kinds of bonuses and promises and you know rainbows and unicorns and all of those things and i'm sure those are perfectly fine careers to go after but uh that's a lot easier i think for many people to do uh, or to get into or to wrap their head around getting into than you know, dropping skids in the middle of the snow and, and trying to put a four by two chassis cap on the head rack. You know, it's <laughs> very, very different time. <laughs> Back it on. <laughs> it's the only way to fly, baby. But, <laughs> but with that said, oh, with that you, said uh, if you, you only laugh if you know what he just said. Okay? What I just said. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Where's John Pulley? He knows what you just said. Yeah, yeah John, John Pulley will have work for me later on. Now, oh. John, you'll be giving me, giving me any, uh, getting any bright ideas. But um, I, I think I, I heard uh, a little bit before I heard, uh, Ty, you, you started to say this, and I was shouting at my computer monitor, uh, the number one trait you need to be a great car hauler is perseverance. That's the word I want to use very specific word because you will have ups and downs you will go through hell you will have you know 105 degree days or more if you're you know uh, in the desert states you will have snow you'll have rain you'll be unloading in weird places the deck will be tilted you know the, the hydraulic line will bust when you don't want it to all that stuff is going to happen and you have to have the uh the stamina and the maturity to be able to say this ain't going to break me. I'm coming back tomorrow and doing it all again. And, you know, that to me, that's the number one trait you have to have. Number two, and it's a close second, is patience. Mm. said before, I think John said it, if you're getting into this job for the money, not going to work. There's a lot of money to be made here. Um, but you have to be patient because this craft takes time. And in order for you to do well with it, you have to be willing to, number one, devote the time to learn it devote the time to study it. And, and moreover than that, practice 10,000 hours, putting them on and taking them off and learning the equipment. And you, you can never stop learning. Every single day in car hauling is going to be different. That's a good thing. You know? And that's one of the things that attracts a certain brand of people to our business and keeps them there, is that many people are not the type who just want to get into an easy chair and drive for 10 million miles until they get to a dock. People who do this job, are people who don't want to see the same thing every other day. They want to be able to, you know, go west one day, go east another day. You know, this load was nine, that load was seven, this load was four, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's an attraction of the business, and it tends to attract a a specific um, mindset of people. Uh, I would say number three thing most important to have is integrity. Tell the truth. 
doesn't matter if you're a one shop, you know, one car outfit or part of a large company, it matters. You don't do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. You just won't last. And that's kind of good business advice on the whole. But here's the thing with car hauling. Damages happen. Accidents happen. You know, you have to be honest with the people around you and yourself about what happened so that way you can truly fix it. And, it, and I cannot tell you how many times we've had instances where folks we've trained into the business where we tell them, I would rather you tell me the most outlandish story that is the truth than just lie to me and say, I don't know what happened. People who, do, who say things like that, they, they're not going to last because I don't know what happened mean you're, means you're unwilling to learn or you're unwilling to look. And that is a really good yeah. thing. It, it leads into the mindset. You have to be able to have an engineering mindset to be able to understand what fits where, how do you use the truck? How does the truck best benefit you? The equipment is really key to this whole thing. And when we talked to John, you know, he was going to have some discussions because, you know, John was available. John was hauling cars when they were backing Roman chariots up onto the head rack. So, you know, he knows how to do things that we never had to do, you know, in my generation of the business coming up. And I've seen some crazy things too, but, you know, the stories that he can tell because of his experience are, 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 are amazing. And I'm, I'm sure that a lot of the guests are going to have a similar, uh, uh, have similar war stories to tell. Um, car haulers are flexible people. They have to be. The environment is ever changing. The market is ever changing. The, the whole uh, notion of do this, get paid, you know, do, go back, get paid, do this, it's just not our business. You know, very rare will you have the same day twice in a row. I kind of mentioned that before. And I think that that uh, that flexibility is what makes a good car hauler into a great car hauler. The ones who can squeeze off five local loads on Monday and then go run a 750 mile long run. What a, di you know, it's two totally different styles of car hauling. Not one is not better than the other, but having the flexibility to be able to do both Maybe not necessarily, maybe one's your preference, and I'm sure that's important to know, but being flexible to be able to do both, that's the thing that separates a good car hauler from a great car hauler, in my opinion. And I think probably the last two things are kind of a little bit of a joke, but not really. And, and that is, you got to love cars. You know, a lot of the people in this business were attracted to it for whether it's the engineering or the, the artistry or, you know, old time classics or the new fad or whatever it is. If you love cars, you're going to find yourself in a, in, a, in a nice place in this business. And I think that is something that drives your passion. Probably the single most important you know, aspect of this business is keeping that passion. It helps if you love trucks too, by the way. That, that's, a, that's also an important feature. The last thing I would say that makes a good car hauler into a great car hauler, and I can think of no better, better lead in to John Pulley, is to have a sense of humor. This business is crazy. It's insane. All of us are insane. None of us yeah. are, especially time. So <laughs> recognize this. Man, great stuff, Joe. Well, that's really recognize good. this because because that sense of humor is the thing that's going to get you to that first point of perseverance. If you can yeah. laugh about what just happened to you, then yeah. it was not going to be so bad. And it is. I think. I think that that. In so many ways, it just rounds it all out. If you don't, have, if you can't laugh at what just happened, or yourself, or whatever, I mean, you're just not going to survive because this business is nuts. Wow, Joe, I just uh, 
broke it down. You just broke that down better than anybody ever. I so much so I took notes and I turned it yeah. into the seven P's. I'm over here, I'm, over, I'm running, <laughs> writing like crazy. <laughs> I could have sent you my notes. You know, I always do. <laughs> that was beautiful. Really good. Uh, we've got persistence. Number one. Number two, patience. Number three was integrity, but I'm going to call it preacher. Preacher's <laughs> got integrity, I hope. Number four was the puzzle. If you love to oh puzzles, uh, the mystery of this, yeah. the the challenge of this, and then uh, number five was flexibility, which I decided to call a pretzel. So there's your piece. <laughs> and then the passion, of course. That's great, man, Joe. That was and awesome. my favorite was Ooh. engineering mindset. Yeah, it's good. Really, well, really well put. We, you got it. You got it. When we talked to John, and and holy, uh, we. It's really important to talk, and, and, and John Lark, you're, you're probably the changes to the wit to the carriers over the years has like you know we do the same thing. We put big heavy things on a big steel ram, but how we secure them, how the deck moves, yeah. all of that stuff does what it does with all the regulation changes. You know, the mm. same just, just a transition from high rail to quick load yeah. has been on. Oh the, yeah, big yeah. time. Do they even before, make high rails anymore? Yeah, be, before that, <laughs> we couldn't get somebody to work for us unless we had a high rail. And then once we went to quick loaders, we can't get the people to even drive the high rails anymore. So, oh, yeah. It, it's changed so much. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Ma yeah. Matter of fact, to that point, when we train at Midwestern, we often recommend the new hires start out on a high rail because it is easier to go from high rail to quick loader than the other way around. And oh yeah. People who do the quick loader first, they just they struggle. They they get themselves all bound up on a high rail. Yeah. Joe, before we bring in John, a quick question on on your side. Uh no no real details, you don't have to be specific, but uh last time I think we talked to you, you were you were trying to get a lot of drivers too. How's that working out? You still in the same boat or we're we are hiring ferociously uh uh John, I'll, I'll call you later on. I'll give you some pointers on what we've done that have been successful. Um, but we've we've got uh, uh, we're up to 84 power units and uh, 79 drivers now. Wow! And 84 and 79. That's awesome. That's a big jump. Yeah, that's a big jump. We're gonna go. We're going to probably be about 100 drivers at the end of the year if all continues as 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 planned. That wow. that's been the target is to try and, and uh, that chain. You know, talked about insurance a little bit before and you know, some of the things that happen when you when you transition from one size to the next. And that's you know, you don't want to grow for the sake of growth. You can't grow stupid. And yeah. I really respect the notion of addition by subtraction where. You recognize what your market is and say, I just can't support this. You know, those, those truck payments are killer. I mean, you, oh. just, you can't just have them sitting on the fence somewhere. It just it, it's no. Brutal. So, uh, it you know, it is really really uh, key to be able to recognize you know what's the right size uh, for for where you are. And we we've, we've been fortunate to be able to add traffic that has allowed us you know to grow without you know over overgrowing if you like yeah wow yeah over promise yeah that's encouraging that's great news that really is i'm i'm really happy to hear that joe yep tell randy great. that's great
guys are rolling. I, next time, I try to swing by maybe Friday afternoon on my way out of town. How's that? I'll, I'll be there. All right. <clears throat> okay, uh, what do we got? John Pulley and Ron All left? All right, here we go. Center stage, camera one. It's time to bring in. Uh, he is a professional car hauler, and we're lucky to have him here with us tonight. He's just walking in the door. Please do welcome John Pulley and... Uh, well, I don't know what to say next because I'm excited to have John with us. Me too. This is exciting. John, we're all Pulley, excited, John. Gentlemen. First time on ATI, John. Can you see us and hear us? Okay. I can. All right. Well, will you please say hello to the live audience and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, well, I've been listening to all of you talk, you know, on the show. It's so far, it's been a great show, and and I have to agree with Joe Bacari. He, he summed up summed a, a lot of things up very well. Um, but I wanted to start off with saying I, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. My wife even gave me a haircut before uh, before we went on. She got a little carried away on top. But <laughs> I'm okay with that. <clears throat> that's, that's why Joe gives me a new hat every once in a while. So That's good. See good my hat time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you just had to do that, right? Uh-huh. So, so what I need to know is how come you're not out driving in the truck? How come you're home? Ah, uh, that's a very good question because I'm usually not home on a Tuesday evening. I have the answer. Yeah. John, ATI wanted this guy on here so bad we paid him a day's wages so he could have the day off yeah uh, what's up what's what's going going on? wait till you hear this guy okay that's that's how he's off on tuesday night Joe, uh, got don't worry yeah let me, add, let me add to uh uh in 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 all honesty and i'm actually uh uh, uh really really pleased to post that or to say this and send you a picture of helps but uh, John is about to get into a new truck that we've been doing make ready and clean up. And uh, it, it's, uh, he brought it back from the factory. And uh, this will be Midwestern's, Midwestern Car Carrier's Breast Cancer Awareness truck, which has, you know, all the appropriate themes and all that stuff. And that truck uh, just cleared the shop this evening. And so he does have a pretty good excuse. Nice. I, I, did, let him, I did let him sort of slide a little bit to wait for his new truck. That's nice. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. So, is it is it different? Is it different color? Different? What is it? Is it pink or what is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, the the truck is black and white itself, but the uh, we just did some vinyl ribbons and the door signs have pink in them. And uh, I was trying to get them to put save the tatas on the side of the sleeper, but they didn't go that way. So. I don't know. That's a great idea. Save the tatas. Human resources. Oh, right. Maybe we're too What's yeah? Well, I'm glad we didn't put on there what I was thinking. I was thinking back in the old CB radio days. Gee, I just shot you a picture if you want to throw it up on there. Oh, perfect. We photos now. Great. That would be great. YouTube will love that. I know exactly uh, yeah. what you're talking about, Ty. Yeah. Yeah, John knows 
<laughs> John Paul and I are over here. I guess apparently the only guys have done it long enough to know what this means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't see uh, that as much anymore, Ty, as we used to. It just doesn't oh, happen. Really? That's yeah. terrible. Terrible. Well, I used to do it to everybody just because. <laughs> I got pretty good at it. Driving the 18 speed, I could just hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> It's terrible. All right, sorry about that. That's not what makes a good, great car horse, kids. Okay. But but it might it might have something to do with why we have so much trouble finding drivers because it just doesn't happen as often as it used to. <laughs> this is the pictures clearing up. Yes. This is car hauling, Jay. This this is real car. Hauling. Well, I know, <laughs> right? Well, you take the human being out of the equation and. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you got. <clears throat> okay, so John, John and I directly, indirectly know each other. John, I'm going to let you tell that quick story. Well, years ago, I was helping a friend of mine get uh, his. Uh, he just got his authority and was getting a start, and so I leased my truck to him, and uh, we ended up hauling some of Ty's freight out of uh, the auction down in Springfield and uh, servicing a lot of the dealers that he serviced, and and uh, I, like I, I told Ty, I said, man. You had that set up pretty tight. We were we were running, you know, night and day, and uh, this was back before you know e logs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, That's so why I got out, John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So can't run that have, tight with e log. <laughs> no, you can't run that tight with e log. But no. yeah, so we 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 have you know um, cross paths in the past. I mean, that was years ago, um, and I started into this. I came home one day, I was 23 years old, three girls, youngest one was three months old. I told my wife, I said, I got a chance to go learn how to haul cars. I'm not going to make a career out of it. It's not going to be forever, but just till we get our feet on the ground financially, it's what I think I need to do. 36 years later, and I'm still doing it. It's the longest temporary career I've ever had, but uh, it's been a good career. Uh, ups and downs, you bet. Days I question why do i do this uh like joe's talking about earlier uh you're gonna have those days you hope that they're you know not every day few and far between as much as possible uh things are gonna go wrong uh i've been doing this 36 years i'm not perfect anything can happen anybody can make a mistake and the biggest advice i give to new drivers is don't get in a hurry and the second most deadly sin is getting in a hurry while you're tired. And that's not as much of a factor with the ELDs as it used to be. But I, in my day, you know, when I was really stressed out on low on sleep and in a hurry, that's when things would really go bad. So you got you to keep your head in the game all the time. Um, and when you let your guard down, that's when things can go can go wrong. Um, any distraction, anything that takes you out of your normal routine of loading and unloading can cause a problem. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And two, you know, we I was thinking when you were talking, we had that thing set up pretty tight, but you're well, like, I don't know if you do this, but when I'm going to get out of my truck to get my cars in load, right. Mm -hmm. I have a, I have a process 
I do it literally, and I don't even know that I'm trained myself, but I, I grab this, I grab that, I shut this, I open that, I pull that lever as I'm walking. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you get into this, uh, what do you call that, a rhythm, a groove, a train, right. or what process? Discipline? Yeah. Process? Yeah. System, yeah. System. And I think, you know, when Joe talks about the engineering mind in this, I, mean, I always talk about, like, I do, I, this whole thing is just a mystery. It's just one, one after another, right? And trying to figure out uh, the different parts of it, I think there, there is a neat, you know, I like farm kids. Farm kids that grew up on a farm were always my favorite. Yeah. Uh, ADD, ADHD, and OCD people. I love those guys. <laughs> Yeah, but you really do. <laughs> but it, you just there's all you're always trying to figure out something, or we're always trying to do it one step better. Does that make? Do you do that, John? Yeah, and uh, even before I get to where I'm going to load, I want to know what what's on my load, and I have already planned in my mind how I'm going to put those vehicles on the truck. I know which one's going over the cab. I know which one's going to go, you know, in what position. Uh, and that, and that's why uh, I used to get so aggravated when we were doing used cars. And dispatcher would say, "Well, go to this auction. They got nine units." Well, what are they? I don't know. They're nine units. What the heck is a unit? I mean, are we talking nine F one fifties? We got a problem. You know what? What are we? <laughs> and, and that that seems to be one of the problems with all the drivers. They want to know yeah. before they get there what they're going to be putting on their truck. And it, yeah. we've run into a lot of problems because. It really does upset the drivers if they don't know. Yeah, because you right. can. Well, <clears throat> so there, there's one of the reasons. Now, I don't know how it works today, but I, I used to be the bad guy in this story, John. I was the guy, just go get them. Yeah. yeah. Like, what am I, I doing? Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's talking about me. He just didn't want to say it. Right? <laughs> just go get the cars at the auction. You'll figure. Well, one of the things that you could never count on was did how many went to PSI, how many were on ifs, how many yeah. uh, might still be in arbitration? I mean, that's one car. Go get nine. <clears throat> what are they? I have no idea. What how do you mean you don't know? How yeah. many didn't start, too? Yeah, yeah. See how many of them have dead batteries? That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and th this is where I say that the characteristic, you know, Joe's talking about, oh, I'm sticking with this persistence, but really, I think it was the patience. And I, I think the patience on this is, okay, you're going to have to trust me a little bit. I'll try my best to explain why I can't tell you. And it hopefully will make sense as we go. But it's, that's where I think, you know, again, I said, I never owned trucks. I was a psychiatrist. That's, I mean, just trying to work through these things that really do are frustrating, especially, I mean, it's real simple. I just want to know what I'm getting. I would love to know that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I can tell you, but I'm just promise you when you get there, it won't be the same. <laughs> but if I had a nickel for every time that I heard an argument that was, and I, I'm making this up, there's no, um, I guarantee, you know, two drivers standing there with with near identical pieces of equipment. Is it no identical equipment? They're always a little different. But you know, two drivers sitting there and saying, you absolutely can get an F450 down over top of a, you know, of a Mustang. No, you cannot. I mean, the 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 the, the debates over loading and what loads yeah. what what doesn't fit and all that other stuff it's like monty python-esque listen to the, this argument yeah that's like no, no, a, that's you, like a tarantino car hauling western oh it is the right? it is the funniest thing well, you sob you just, you just sit there and be like no you put the explorer on the head rack 
Well, of course the explorer goes on the head track, but I mean, you know, you know, yeah. up into these crazy rabbit holes of what does and doesn't fit. One of them loads in 20 minutes, the other one's gone, you know, an hour and a half later. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 20 absolutely. minutes gone, the other one's still there. But you know, but yeah. you know, the funny thing is, I don't rush that, and and I don't I don't make a big deal about that. When we when we train new drivers, you know, uh, John mentioned before about how you know he he loads in a certain way, it's his own per, and it and it and it it's like um it's like a personality thing. Some drivers you know, drive 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 strap 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 strap, and some drivers drive strap drive strap drive strap. Some some drivers will put on the tractor strap those, then load the truck. You know, I mean, like there's so many different ways to go about doing it and every driver has got their own like style to it and, and so like if i'm on the loading dock talking to drivers and i try and get out as much as i can to do that you know i'll watch a driver putting it up and, and getting it down and i i'll go and say hi i love to talk to the drivers hear what they have to say i love hearing i mean incredible the things that you hear you know from about what's broken and what needs to be fixed and whatever but you can't do it when they're in the middle of their process or else that's how people get hurt. Like that's yeah. I was just gonna say you can't interrupt the process. You know, you so you know, wait always gotta wait a second. Good good spots to talk. Okay, good. Let's talk. <laughs> that's good. Hey, before we get too far, is it okay to bring uh Ron in? I was just thinking about oh, yeah. it. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen, Let's up on Ron center stage. Let's quick. get him in here. Ron is big friend of the show. We really appreciate everything yeah. Ron does as part of the ATI community. Ron Lorenzana of NYC Traffic Inc. Ron, can you see me and hear me? I can see you and hear you. Can you see me and hear me? We can hear you, but we can't see you. Hmm. Yeah, oh, it's go. depressing us. There we go. Hey, there what's go. up, Ron? Oh, there he is. <laughs> He's in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Well, he's over in the East Coast with John. They're up, it's late yeah. over there, right? Listen, getting on this panel you have here, I'm like a squirrel just trying to get a nut. This is amazing experience <laughs> and, and knowledge here that I can't even compete with. Larry, cool. just way too much experience. Joe, with the perseverance, nailed it. I even think I saw a teleprompter around him. Yeah. John, 36 years, hands-on experience. That's something that... Man, oh man, that's what keeps America going. You can't beat John. I actually give my, if I can give John a hug, I would. Because a man like that is just, oh, you know, you don't find him every day. They don't grow on trees anymore. It's a dying breed, you know. Uh, and it literally will make or break any of us if we can't find people like John. Uh, so, uh, again, I'm just a, a pee on the pod right now compared to you guys. And uh, so I'm just going to hang on here and try to, Throw my two cents, but this this was great so far. I appreciate it, guys. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Ron. You you have trucks, had trucks, right? Yeah, You've but had I, I've had trucks, uh, and this wasn't a well thought out plan. Uh, but I had several trucks, and actually, actually, the industry was kind of before COVID. The industry was kind of going on a downward kind of little uh, uh, trajectory. I had to like two years before COVID hit. And uh, I started kind of minimizing what I had, which was always small. It was always under five trucks, four trucks. And then when COVID hit, I was just like literally like I think it was like the summer before COVID. I was like, I don't want anything else. Let me just have the owner operators. And luckily, I have a, a core group of guys who pretty much I grew up with in the industry. And, and they agreed. And then when COVID hit, it made it a lot easier for me to navigate not having my own trucks and just working with the owner operators I had. 
again, it wasn't a well thought out plan on my part, but right now I'm actually grateful because I hear stuff like like what Larry's going through and stuff like that. And and again, Larry is somebody with uh, a lot more experience that I can probably fathom at this point. Um, and stuff like what's going on with John is going on with a lot of big carriers right now. You can't find drivers, good drivers. Try to get somebody on. The insurance is going to beat you up just to try to get on a new driver. It's just it's a nightmare right now. My experience. But you know, so again, not, right now. Ron, I think that actually, it seems like it's not, but I think that's a feature and not a bug. And the reason I say that is because you chose to keep core group of people that you trusted, that loyalty, that matters, you know. I'm gonna be honest with you, I never thought of that loyalty or even being able to have that loyalty to lean back on until now. Right now, to be honest with you, these guys, I'm like, wow, I never knew we had this underlying yeah. relationship. But again, it was all from that relationship, you know. Oh, and right now I saw it firsthand, like, wow, I can't believe this. You know, that's how I've been able to survive. Um, and especially now that a lot of large carriers um, are giving incentives, big incentives to come on to them big, big. that are not allowing us little guys to really compete. I mean, yeah. it's crazy what they're offering out there. And, it, and not even in the car hauling industry, in under industry, they're giving bigger incentives for non-touch freight. Just like uh, Larry was saying, uh, Joe too, you know, they got to go out there and throw the skins out in the middle of snow, rain, shine, make sure they don't fall off, you know. Uh, some of these other carriers that are not in this industry are making it a lot more harder for us to keep guys. This is the first year I've seen in a long time where the pool of car haulers that is leaving is greater mm -hmm. than the pool of people trying to get in. Because we mm -hmm. always the top echelon, you know, we were in the top two or three pay tiers, you know, oh, yeah. premium skill, premium pay. And uh, man, freight got crazy in the last two yeah. years. And one one angle that I keep coming across a lot that I keep reading about a lot is um, also it seems like vocational industries, you know, uh, like this being one of them, are not a lot of guys, a lot of new young blood are not into it. Uh, or they're not being introduced into it. Or like uh, now, like here on Long Island, I think we have one vocational school for electricians or, you know, across all the islands. And uh, I'm not sure how it is in other states, but I, I'm starting to agree that there is a lack of resources to help retain or get new blood into being electricians, plumbers, truck drivers, stuff like that. Now, these, this new generation will kind of find the easy way out and, uh, you know, do other things. One of, one of the associations that uh, I'm involved with, they tried to put a school together in Jacksonville um, to train guys, and it was like a week or two-week uh, class. And what ended up happening is they didn't get the participation they wanted. And it this was like they were down there. They had cars uh, donated to them. They, they had the trucks, and they just couldn't get the students to go there. And you would have got a seasoned, you know, car hauler out of there, but it, we just couldn't get it to work. They tried so hard. So exactly what you're trying to say, it's just there's no schooling or anything yeah. to get these yeah. guys into it. Well, yeah. training is expensive, um, yeah. car hauling. And, you know, there is a built-in attrition rate and a built-in success rate, you know. And I think... Uh, we let, let's just say the best I've ever seen is five out of 10 make it, you know, five out of 10 make it the first full year. Uh, that's the best I've ever seen. And, um, you know, so, so 
you're already, I guess, John, you're already up against that wall of, of attrition getting people, you know, through the door. And you get a lot of people that'll, that'll start this, this, this career, go through training, back when on the head rack and literally climb off and say, this ain't for me. Right. You start off with that obstacle and then it just gets harder from there and from there and from there. So that's, that's, it's I, I think there's a definite difference too between people my age uh, and and the younger workers of today, as far as their priorities may be a little different. With, with me, uh, I I didn't have a lot of options, and, and I was gone two, three weeks at a time. Uh, and you know, and like I said earlier, three kids at home. My wife I put a lot on my wife, and. That is, you know, you talk about what makes a great car hauler. That kind of reminds me, you, you got to be, you got to have the support if you're married. You got to have the support of your wife uh, yeah. to, to do this and be gone uh, and and not home every night. Now I'm not gone two three weeks at a time anymore. Traffic patterns change, and 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 I'm grateful for that. Uh, it's just the the difference. I think the the the, the I was willing to make those sacrifices because I, I, it was my own, really one of my only options to make a decent living. And uh, now the younger younger people, they, they don't want necessarily to be away from home. So uh, I got and, a question. Let's say, okay, let's say you're in, you're in it, you're in a crowd, you're somewhere, you're an owner, you're looking for drivers. And Joe, I've got an idea in mind where you're in a location where you think there's a lot of potential drivers that are maybe going to see the fact that you're advertising and talking to people. Can you realistically, in a, in a, in a short way, explain what you're looking for and find candidates that are going to work out? Or has this, is it just getting tougher? I mean, what, is there a solution? Well, <clears throat> the industry is changing. This is what I. It's kind of what I opened with is that you know there's a lot of uncertainty. What does EV do to this business, and you know what what does that mean? Things are changing, and um, if you're going to invest, if, if a company is going to ask a person to uh, to invest six to eight to nine weeks of their time into a, a craft that they know nothing about or very little about, um, then there needs to be some security, you know, some belief of that person that the industry is going to be there when they come out on the other side, you know, plus some years, you know, and we don't have that now because, because the industry is, is in such a weird state of flux. Um, I don't think I would say that there is a, a temperament uh, to work or not work that spans a generation. Some might. I, I don't think I would. I, there are plenty of folks that, that I know that are younger than me that are very hard workers, older than me that are very hard workers. Um, I, I don't think that it's an ethic problem. I think it's a security problem. And uh, to answer your question, uh, Jay, I think what would I do? I would let people understand or teach people or, or say to people, this is a great business. And, you know, 
there is going to be there is survivability in this business. There is a future to this business. Um, we don't always know what the plan is, but once upon a time, no one knew what the plan was then either. You know, and guess what? We figured it out. We found our way, and we provided you know great jobs, great careers, very rewarding careers for for lots and lots of people. Uh, that that's how I would sell it. Uh, you have to create that security because I think that's really the most important thing. I mean. The, the news today, uh, I just saw something about how Ford is going to pay, I don't even know what, some billions of dollars because of a roofing issue on super duties from some year to some year that they just litigated their way through. I mean, holy gosh, that's a, what better, what better way to create insecurity about the business than to say that not the, you know, Premier, uh, the largest, biggest seller of, of heavy-duty pickup trucks, is about to pay a fortune in leak fees. Where? <laughs> um, I don't know what he's doing, but um. <laughs> so I had this thought. Okay, so I'm watching Imitation Game. Okay, I'm gonna take you on a little leap here, real quick. I'm watching Imitation Game. And uh, that's the movie where they got a crack enigma, which is the code-breaking machine in World War II. And to sign up, to find people that will be good code-breakers, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character, who's playing Alan Turing, designs a crossword puzzle for everybody to see that reads the newspaper and you work on this crossword puzzle if you can finish it in 10 minutes you might be a good candidate is there such a crossword puzzle for a potential car hauling mm. candidate mm. obviously it can't just be a crossword puzzle but then my mind went somewhere crazy like let's say you're 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 at mid-america truck show and you could have some kind of weird mock-up of a go-kart and you got to load a go-kart up on some engineering rig. Can you do it? Okay, here. Who's up next? Who wants to see if you can load this go-kart up on this thing in 30 seconds? Go. Now, I don't know the answer here, but is there I, I, a... Yeah. Well, John, I don't know. I think in a way, it's got to be somebody that's mechanically inclined, that knows automobiles. And the other thing is I find out that a lot of... Good drivers actually started from a tow company. Um, you know, they've been around cars. They were loading cars on flatbeds and stuff. And then they end up moving up to uh, car carriers. That's what I've seen. And then I got, I guess, what Joe sees is, I guess, people come out of school, right? Trucking schools and stuff like that apply. Yeah, we, we have we have the same limitations on over the yeah. road and stuff like that. But now the, the, the gap... The, the interesting thing is that most of the people that we've been hiring lately have been 30, 35 and older. Yep. You have maybe five years over the road from, from 21 to 35, but that the age range tends to be around that. Not always, but much of the time. I don't know if this has been done yet or before maybe back in the day, but I always thought one interesting thing to do would be for some of these larger carriers if they took a small pool, maybe five to ten uh, guys who have been doing this for at least ten years to see how it is that they load and unload and what it is that they do 
kind of like what a controller would do for a business when they come in and see minute-wise how long it takes them to do this, 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 this and that, and um, use that as a gauge for a formula, you know, uh, to see, uh, to hire, to see what it would take time-wise again. Um, because if I, I've uh, uh, trained a lot of guys back in the day, and eight out of ten of the guys I always trained at, years later when I came across them again, uh, if you watch them, you can see that they all have a routine. It's a routine. You see it. If they go out of that routine, they know they miss something, whether it be tying down a car, whether it be picking up the ramp. Look, John, John's already shaking his head because there is a routine in this. It's almost like driving a stick. You know, sometimes if you're driving a stick, if you think about it, you mess up. If you mm-hmm. don't think about it, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I just did something wrong. Okay, even though you're not thinking about it. Same thing with car hauling. Once you get this routine going, you'll even like you'll even sense, like, wait, where's my tie-down bar? Don't, where, where, I don't remember the step. I missed this step. Where's my tie-down bar? I think if a little study or a little group was made like that now of, of guys that have been doing this for 10 years plus, uh, maybe you can kind of get a formula going, you know, or some sense of, you know, what it is these guys need or, or need to be shown uh, to help them make it easier, you know, because in the beginning, it's a struggle to get guys come on. Just like Joe was saying before, back in the day for me, I'd see 10 guys go to training, three of them would survive, two of them would survive, you know, and, they would, and it's a lot of money. I remember one time back in the day when I was with Allied, they were telling us, like, just to get them to come on, and then if they were just on for, like, a month or two months, it was costing the company about $45,000 just to get these guys to start because you're talking about health insurance, all that kind of stuff. they got to start paying up already in the first two to three months. Again, this is going back 10, 12 years now. It's the last time I had a, 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 any, it was involved in any kind of class like that where this was going on. And it's a big investment, you know. Uh, I think it's time, if it hasn't been done yet, to get something like that going, to get a little sense of, maybe what we can do to help these newcomers come on if there is any chance of that. But again, uh, somebody who would be great for someone like that would be somebody like John, who, who you know, uh, again, hands down, uh, he, he can probably do it with his eyes closed at this point. I, I, I'm blind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. You just made me think of, like, NFL films, like player films, right? Watching the play. Yeah. Any car haulers watching a video back of a car hauler? Or anybody doing that? I, don't know. I think I the reason think. it's not done though is because, like Joe was saying this earlier, and this is what this is kind of one of the challenges about selling the job. Is Joe? Is there an absolute right way to do it? I don't think so. I mean, John's yeah, gonna answer that one, but I don't think so. Yeah, John. Okay, John Pulley. Is there an absolute right way to do it? You know, you can have the exact same loads sitting in a place and three drivers, and especially if they're on a high rail, uh, and all three of those experienced drivers might put that load on differently on that high rail trailer. Yeah. And quick loaders, you know, you're not quite as versatile. But you know what I'm saying. There's, is there a right way or a wrong way? The right, right. Way. Well, back to what Jay's saying, back to why we have a shortage is because if I mean, I would stand there and train people all, all day long, and I'll load all day long. And if somebody walks up and says, "Why do you do it like that?" And I said, "Well, it's the way I've done it for this long." 
well, have you tried this different? No, I don't mind trying something different, but I'll try it just a couple of times. If it doesn't make me better, then I'm not doing it, right? Exactly. Right, exactly. So then you get into this, who, who's he said, she said, or he's better, or he's worse. Yeah. And, they, and now people, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like people making fun of me, right? Yeah. Well, why would I make a video? Or being micromanaged. <laughs> well, micromanaged. I know. <laughs> you, you just explained a pretty good reason why we don't do NFL films and car hauling. Yeah, but, that's um, why you don't have it. It's not that it's not easy. That's what everybody's no. saying. There's nothing easy. So when we start talking about we're going to have cars that drive themselves on the trailer and load themselves and the truck delivers it to you, I, I'm, let me see that. I really want to see that. Yeah. Put nine cars on and, and get it where it goes. I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen. But well, come on. Okay, actually, so on that, how about this then? What happens if the truck drive itself and the car hauler loads and unloads the truck. Well, that's that what work? we've got is Carvana. What's Carvana, Carvana do? Oh, right. Yeah. You load the truck and the driver just drives it. Yeah. Right. And now you go back to, are you a freight hauler or a car hauler? John and I, John Pooley and I, and probably Larry <laughs> would also say you're not a car hauler if you can't load it and unload it. I'm no. sorry. Yeah. So I don't really even true. know how that works. I also heard there's another dynamic in that thing that Carvana is doing, and the reason why they kind of can do this whole where one guy uh, loads it, which is crazy, and another guy unloads it, is because they're also switching trucks yeah. halfway through the route. Yeah. Like, We're you know, yeah. Yeah. So it's like if I got somebody else's truck mid midway, I, I wouldn't want to even touch this brake because I don't know what the guy did. It's just going to create so much work for myself, uh, you know. So I guess that's the only way it would work where you have a third party on the other end who's going to worry about the damages and the taking off and trying to figure out what the guy before you did to load this on. But uh, that sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're not worried about the damages. That's the freight, the nature of the freight. They don't, they're not, they're not, they don't have to deal with the same things that that's that those of us who service. You know, yeah. They're towing their own cars. Most of the yeah. or any of that. This is kind of a different ball game. And so and they're not as worried about those types of things. So a customer's think, car doesn't even have a title. Why worry about damage? Uh, <laughs> do you, uh, where's the title? Do you think that then they? Do you think that they then standardize the way they train you to do the steps so that no matter which truck it is, I'm not in I the business of throwing you... stones, but I will say I uh, so. But I will say that we have hired uh, some drivers who came to us from organizations such as that that you named. And I would say that their definition of experience and mine are not the same. And I have a feeling that that is a common sentiment rather than the exception. Well, and that turns it. So, the, so you want to really go into the weeds. Okay. Yeah. Here, this is worse. Okay. Here's your nine cars. <clears throat> there, you don't have to do anything. You just have to load them. Right. The problem that I would have if I was that guy is, is I don't know the background on how I got these nine cars. So there's, there's part of the journey, I, just my opinion, but part of the journey to get to the point where you have your cars beside your trailer, you're going to load them. You, you have an, you've, 
yeah, it sounds really stupid, but you've kind of become intimate with the cars, right? You, now mm-hmm. you know. I had to go spend the time to find it. I had to go get a jumpster. I had to walk back to my truck six times for that Chevy Impala that's got the right front fender crashed in. I don't even know. And the windows, the windshield's cracked. I hate this car, right? Now, now we know something about this. It just totally sounds stupid, but the, now I'm going to load. So just in my opinion, when you just say, here, guy, Here's a truck, here's a trailer, just load the cars. Um, I don't know if that works for me. <laughs> Is it? We got somebody on the live chat, Pedro. He works for Carvana, and he loves it. Hey, hey, Pedro. Thanks so, for saying hi. I mean, now, that's Is he the, a loader or a driver? He, he, well, he says both. He loads and oh, unloads so his trucks. And he also, and yes, and I also do our hub. Um, and, you know, this is actually a really good Where's point. the hub? I've maybe we can play, if he's in Kansas City, maybe we can meet him. Uh, yeah, I don't know where. He didn't say. Okay, but, never mind. Sorry. But th- this is, well, this is the thing is that the the competitive nature of this company, that company, can get in the way of a greater conversation, which we're trying to have that greater conversation. Um, and so we're not going to get in the weeds of, you know, this, you know, the tit versus tat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I think I think too, Jay. Family yeah. show. The way the way your channel is designed, I, I there's different type of drivers out there. There's guys that do just auction work. There's stuff. There's drivers that do central dispatch work. Where they're picking up two, three, doing POVs. You know. The type of business that we have, we've yeah, had to change ours around to the point, you know, and that's just saying, so you have a lot of people with wedges out there and stuff. That's a whole complete different yeah. business than we've got going here where we're picking up cars from one location, taking them to the dealers. Um, it's, you, you, you take a driver and put him in that um, type of position, he's not going to be able to do it. He's not going to be able to go to somebody's house and drop a car with because that's the last thing. <laughs> well, I was thinking that too, right. That's a great point, is that, yeah, the, the full load, 9, 10 units, which one is it, John Pulley? What's most common? 9, 10, yeah. 9, anymore, anymore, it's 9. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, 9. And that driver, yeah, is not dropping one off as at a residence. Right? Not yet. I have done that. I have done that in the past and, yeah. you know, it was with a stinger rig and it was, you know, POVs that were booked through brokers and you call a person up and say, well, you're supposed to bring it to my door. I can't bring my truck into a residential neighborhood. You get into all that. I've been down that road and it's, it's tough to do POVs on a, you know, 75, 80 foot truck when they expect it brought to their door. John Larrick, do you do you do, uh, uh, do you broker to three car wedges and that kind of thing? Uh, we broker everything out on that. Yeah, that's because we don't we don't do it anymore. Do you guys find that you have uh, issues and battles with rates that are different from when you go from three car to like five and seven car to seventy five and eighty foot stinger? Yes, we're seeing seeing that all the time, and the whole thing was you got to get the car moved if you take it. So you're going to pay that extra money 
But yeah, when you get up there on the rate, the rates for the, the nine car loads are not the same as they would be if you built, you know, um, a load with POVs. No, definitely. Yeah. And it's and that would be intuitive, I, I guess. We've talked about three car carriers on this channel a bunch of times, and you know whether a wedge is an entry point to the business or not, you know, as opposed to getting into Class A CDLs and that kind of thing. And um, you know, the the thing I can tell you from a spreadsheet how the business runs, you know, how it should run. I can tell you what to look for, but I'm not sure that I would be able to tell you what's market competitive. You know, when you're dealing with smaller than, than stingers, because the, the to your point, uh, it's just so different. You know, the, the structure is so different. It, it's really different. And, and the thing that hurts us is that if we look at what these guys are doing, they're not paying, you know, they're not even paying a quarter of what we're paying for a truck, you know. So, mm -hmm. and they can get yeah. in it. And that's what, what I find out happens. They get into it. And they don't understand that they're running miles, they're running like crazy. That truck's not going to hold up. It's not going to last. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're going to have five years worth of payments, and they're lucky if they're going to get two years out of that truck. You know, it's, that it's seems tough. to be a very common problem. Right. Yep. It's giving away your truck one bolt at a time. Oh, hey, check this out, you guys. Thanks, Joe. Look at that. Ooh, hey, there Ooh, it is. There it is. Very nice, guys. Nice. Good job. That's going to be your truck, Coley? Yeah, yeah. The driver told me on social media, oh, you look good in pink. I said, I look good in anything, but not so good in nothing. <laughs> but that age. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just yeah. the right amount of pink. You think? Well, good. Nice. Mm -hmm. Looks good. Did <clears throat> Weston have a, uh, a small fleet of pink trucks back in the day? Also, I think uh, commemorating uh, uh, breast uh, cancer, breast awareness. No. Cassins. 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 The Cassins. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it was Cassins. Yeah. Yeah. There's some other ones out there too. I, I saw one uh, up in uh, Hammond, Indiana, uh, recently. It was all pink tractor, head rack, trader. Everything. <laughs> and it was a breast cancer awareness thing. Um, I'm not secure enough in my manhood to have that much pink, just a little bit. <laughs> we, did it, we did it tastefully, John. Yes, yes. Nice. That is nice. I, I, was, uh, wanting put a, I was wanting to put a halo over the 7 on 731, but they didn't go for that. Mm. Little, little angel halo would have looked good above that 7. Well, you might have infringement at that point. There's, a, there's another company using the halo right oh, now. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so. That's a story, too. The truck number, uh, 731. Uh, John's first truck with Midwestern car carriers in uh, what what year, John? Uh, like, uh, seven or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a chariot. Here, here's a picture up here. I don't know if you can see that. But there's a picture. Yeah. Showing up yeah. or not. Got some yeah. pictures. That's old 31. Truck night, 31. Old 31. And that was the first truck I drove for Midwestern. Uh, actually, I, I drove it for Randy Wills before he bought the company. 
and he just had it uh, leased to Midwestern. But uh, yeah, 1981 cab over a Freightliner 350 Cummins seven-speed Spicer transmission and air assist steering. <laughs> if you yeah, if you spent too much time backing into a hole and turning the wheel, you low air buzzers would go off because you'd run out of air because you turned the wheel too many times. <laughs> so you'd sit there and wait for the air pressure to come back up before you could finish backing up into a hole. I bet the first time that happened, you were praying to God, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, it was a good truck. It was such a good truck, I actually bought it from Randy, and it was my first truck. And uh, so. Hoped, I'm just hoping it had the jack stand ramps where you had to take the uh, two pieces. Did you ever get one, to do the jack stand ramps? Oh, yes. I, I started, yeah. Oh, my God. The very first truck, the very first truck I, I drove was a cab over freight liner with a Stewart. Four car head rack, six car trailer, and it had the channel loading skids and the, the tree stands and the whole nine weren't yards. They, weren't they usually bankhead trailers? I think I remember bankhead trailers. Bankhead. 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 The one I ran was a steward. CJ, Stuart this is what happens. Wheels, right? <laughs> this is great. I love it. Oh, uh, well, bring a guy like Randy Wells in here, and then you really want to start talking about yeah. <laughs> yeah. trucks. Oh God! The invitations open. Trucks and gears and rear ends and yeah. tire sizes and wow! Cop I had copper lines on my first trailer, guys. Uh, I didn't do it. Right. Yeah. The chain with a smoke, and I cranked it up. <laughs> it's good, but Joe, I'm going to give every Joe. You did amazing, and uh, I'm going to hit him one more time. What do, what's it take to be a great partner? Persistence, patience, integrity. Uh, Can't forget oh, perseverance. That's a great one. Perseverance. Perseverance was number Joseph. one, wasn't it? Our persistence. That was okay. Joe's. Yeah. That was Joe's. That's great. Uh, integrity. What was number four, Joe? I called it puzzle. Oh, oh, engineer engineer oh, so mind. Yeah, you yeah, said pretzel yeah. or something. Or no, pretzels flexible. I forget what you used for engineering. Yeah. Pretzels Puzzle. and puzzles. puzzles. Yeah. Pretzels, pretzels and puzzles. Puzzles. And then your passion. Love your cars. Passion. You did great, man. Thank you. That was really cool. Yeah, that was good. That was really and John Lyric, uh, we're, everybody's praying for you right now. We'll find you a driver, buddy. Yeah. You, how many you need right now? One, two? Uh, two. Two drivers. Two? Okay. Yeah, I've got one that just applied too, so we'll see if that works out. He's got to well, check his DL and everything. We're going to make sure he's clean. So I know uh, if you think of it, we would love to hear an update, but sure. everybody's hoping for John to get two drivers, and Joe, I think, needs a couple too still. So whatever we can do, spread the word. Two good companies that we we love and respect. You guys are great. Thanks for coming on tonight. Everybody, John yeah. Pulley, good to see you. Thank you, Ty. Good to be here. Good that to was see great. You. you too, guys. Ty, Ty, all you guys, great, great stuff. Oh yeah, I appreciate that was good. it. Good. All right, let's make it happen. Ready, break. Go be a great car hauler. <laughs> 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 How you like that? I like that. And don't That's leave good. the gate open so the goats get out. All right, don't do that.
Hey, let's Thanks. do this again. That's all. Yeah, I like that right. idea. Right. Hey, next, yeah. so, next time I want to see John Pulley uh, strap on one of those axes behind him and see what he uh, got. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Between, those, between those pictures of history and those guitars, like, I'm sure you can sing us a nice lullaby, you know? Hey, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good job. Nice. We'll do it on the next one. Have you do it with Shing Ding Wing Ding. I've had I've had one of those guitars longer than I've had my wife, and I've been married, uh, and I've been married awesome. for thirty nine years. So awesome. it's, it's an old guitar. A man yeah. is an artist. Yeah, it's probably the best sounding one too. I'm sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, Jay. Thank you. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. We'll catch you on the All next right. one. John Larrick, keep us posted when you want to do the next one. Okay. Oh, you got yeah. it. Awesome. All right. All right thanks, thanks, everybody. Guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you, guys. All, right. all right. Have a good night. Say good night. Good night. And that is a cut. <laughs> oh, man. That was really a cool show. Um, Wow. You know, what's interesting is during the show, uh, what I really appreciate, thank you, Ty, for, you know, taking the wheel and John Larrick and uh, Joe Bercari and John Pulley and Ron Lorenzana is that I really I get to jump in the back seat and enjoy part of the ride and you know I'm I'm replying to other things and trying to make sure I've got you know everything set and checking the levels Mike check one two so I really enjoyed I got to be a, an observer for a part of that show and it was fun and really interesting and again great stuff passion perseverance lots of peas patience puzzles oh and then the engineering mindset um, a lot goes into me and being a great car hauler. Uh, that's no surprise. I guess the shocking part is that it's getting harder to find folks that will be the next great car hauler. And if you think that that's you, send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com. We, we know companies that are always looking for great car haulers, uh, and they want to hear from you. If you think that, you know, are you next? They'll help go through, you know, your checklist and see if there's a way to make it work out. What area are you in? What are you looking for? Do you have tow experience? Are you mechanically inclined? Have you been to a trucking school? Do you have a clean CDL? You know, some of those are up near the front of many questions and, uh, and a checklist. And if you've got, you know, if you want to... If you want to get into auto transport, if you're researching or you want to switch things up, you know, you can always text or call Ty. Text or call Ty. 417-483-2764. I put it in there a few times. Doesn't matter what it is. No question is a stupid question. Um, so feel free. And uh, too much work has made this possible due to Jay and Ty. Special thanks for your perseverance. Amen. As an audience member, we appreciate you. Thank you very, very much. Um, and, of course, I want to thank uh, Mark Brodicky, Super Dispatch, uh, Chris Chamberlain, Ron, NYC Traffic, for your uh, 
Super chat, live chat contributions. I believe in ATI. It's a movement. Let us know if you want to be a part of that and help us out. Location services, Superflow Systems, Murphy Auto Transport, Rapid Recon, Pre-Owned Auto Logistics. Once again, thank you to you. And I just want to thank my guests again tonight. Uh, John Larrick of Larrick's Towing and Transport. Joe Burkari of Midwestern Car Carriers. John Pulley, Midwestern and Ron Lorenzana, NYC Traffic. If you want to get a hold of somebody, let me know. Again, send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com, and you can, you can send in the news or send in your questions. There's the email address. Thank you all so much. Uh, next Tuesday night, once again, is Carriers Unfiltered. So if you want to be a part of that, put it in the live chat. Put it in an email. Put it in the YouTube comments. We're on other social media as well. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So hit us up on any uh, platform and let us know that you want to sound off. Uh, and it's it's called Carriers Unfiltered, but really it's Auto Transport Industry Unfiltered. We want to hear from everybody. You saw I shared a, a, a post by a gentleman that's a broker earlier about carriers. And uh, we got to say these things. We got to share them so we understand each other. Mic check one, two, three. Again, I want to thank everybody so much for being in the live chat tonight and staying tuned to ATI. I know it's a really, really long show. So if you made any portion of it, thank you so much. For, I appreciate it. It really means a lot. Tomorrow is a big show. We're going to jump into the ACV auctions versus NAAA, Mannheim, Odessa, ServNet, IAG. We have a lot to cover. This is a 51-page complaint, and there's a lot here. So we're going to get into it. We have a panel discussion. It'll be me and Ty. We also have Will Morris, uh, the car auction coach, and Brianna Cox of uh, Asset Resolutions. They're going to be in our panel and we'll probably do other shows. So if you are interested in joining the conversation, ATI is the only place it's happening. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be here tomorrow, noon central time. Thank you so much. Please do join us if you can. Remember, Thermonuclear Thursdays, House Central Dispatch doing with the new search. Let us know. They're working hard to make sure they stay on top of it. And then Friday, we got Rapid Recon on the show and rinse and repeat and here we go so here comes the car hauler everybody thank you so much stay safe and we'll see you soon peace out everybody good night